Hello, everybody. This is episode 13 of Sparkle and Destroy podcast. On this episode, uh, Havis and Mutthead, yes, Havis and Mutthead, yours truly, Haley Crusher Kane, and May Black of the band Mutt, um, have gotten together to talk about um, music videos. Uh, DIY videos, and we are here to prove that you don't have to be Britney Spears or Cisco singing the thong song, that thong, 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 to have a really awesome video. May has been on the podcast before. She's a friend of mine, and she also has a cassette tape out on Lost State Records called Creature. Uh, you can also find all of her music on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. You know where to find music. Hello, it's 2018. Mutt does have a new album coming out, and today we are going to talk about one of their new songs, Messiah Complex, and the video that corresponds with it. Also, stick around at the end of the podcast so you can listen to that song. It's super rad. Haley and the Crushers are on tour now! April 26th in Portland, April 27th in Bellingham, and April 28th and 29th in Seattle. If you want more info on that tour, go to HaleyandTheCrushers.com or at HaleyandTheCrushers. There's also a link in the show notes. Now, I could go on all day and make this intro super long and talk about how last night two chickens almost got attacked by raccoons and how... Reed, Dr. Reed Kane and I had to go and swoop up those chickens in the middle of the night um, and put them in the shower stall in our bathroom, <laughs> which in the morning I got quite the fright because I forgot they were in the bathroom and I just smelled this horrible chicken poop smell and I realized, oh my God, like we have two little scared chickens in there. But anyways, I don't want to go too far off the rails here. Nobody died. All the chickens are safe. We have a new one. Her name is Little Pilsner. She's adorable. Uh, Wanda Jackson is doing just fine too. So um, without further ado, let's get into May Black's first Skype interview. Isn't that sexy? I like the um, phone ringing music that plays. Boop, 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 boop. Like it's like it's like I feel like I get excited someone's calling and I get to dance. But this is your first time on Skype, so how are you excited already from hearing that music? Well my um and I should probably change this, but my ringer um on my phone is the theme song to Daria. So like it starts out like it's like so harsh by the time that I actually like pick it up it never like gets into the song. How does actually, it's like how, the first like, la 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 this is my stuff. So it's like just like extreme noise and so it's never that pleasant like six sad world. And you called and I'm like, like <laughs> about this. so maybe I need to change my ringtone. It'll change my life. Ugh. we're just going into it because this is just too good. Okay, this kind of brings me to the first thing I wanted to talk to you about because I fell into an Instagram hole last night, and yeah. it, yes, and it was um, Destiny's Child. There's an oh, Instagram oh. account that's just Destiny Destiny's Child music videos. Okay, Bootylicious, I'm a Survivor, like all that jazz, mm-hmm. and um, it got me thinking about talking to you today because. I was just impressed with how beautiful everything was. Like, how every... Remember when every music video was shot with, like, the most gorgeous... Like, everything's color-corrected. Everyone's hair is just, like... Like, even the grunge videos, you're just, like... Like, 
that blind melon video or whatever with the bumblebee girl. Yeah. Like, even, like, the arty ones were super fancy. And I feel like because we're older, we're, like, in our 30s, <laughs> we remember that. And I was wondering right. if you had, I think for some uh, younger people, they may not remember that as much or emulating or, like, being like, wow, look at Beyonce or, like, look at Christina Aguilera or whatever you, the freaking video was. They yeah. probably don't even, like, think about it like that because it's, like, ancient to them. I wonder if that's, like, something that... Like, did you, do you remember that? Do you remember, like, watching music videos and being like, that's impossible, they're so beautiful and, like, gorgeous? Yeah. Do you remember when we went bowling and I think we had this exact conversation? No, we about- didn't! Are you are you kidding? Every time we go bowling, and then the, you were there when they turned the videos on, mm, like mm. it's through my game, and then I'm like on it, and then as soon as they turn the lights off and the videos on, I like I lose all control because I'm just watching Usher videos. Right. So what is it for you? For like when you watch a what what's captivating for you? Like because I was looking at Destiny Child videos for like an hour, and I don't know why they were just so <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, are that like, I don't know that I've watched a music video. I mean, how do, how do people, like, kids watch music videos nowadays? I don't even is know. Like, what is MTV doing? I don't even want to talk about what MTV is doing now. I just want you to take me back to, like, 1999 and what you were watching. And, like, if you remember that time of, like, sitting in front of the TV. Like, do you remember, like, looking at, like, for me it was Gwen Stefani. Like, I'm just a girl. I was yeah. like, who is well, this like, woman? But don't you think also, like, I mean, this conversation's going to go sideways, but it's okay. don't you think because there's so much access to, like, celebrities now, like, your favorite, like, Gwen Stefani, whoever your favorite person is now, there's so much access to them, so, like, mm. like VH1, MTV, pop-up video, like, all of that behind the scenes was, like, yeah. our Instagram. Like, it was our access to these idols that we had so like even watching yeah. them in a music video was like this is their interpretation of what this song is so like yeah I went to the store I, I got the CD I got the lyrics I yeah. sat there for two days pouring over them yeah. analyzed what the song was about and then finally there's like a visual repre- representation from the artist but now you can just get on their Instagram and they're like this is what this song is about like, you, I don't know. But do you feel like that, because those videos that we remember from when we were kids and growing up were very controlled images, and they were very, yeah. like, airbrushed images. Do you prefer the airbrushed images of the past versus the shitty ones of the future? And I say shitty like our videos, like, cute and fun. Not shitty, but not like Britney Spears, you know? <laughs> like, do you prefer uh, the punk rock, or do you prefer, like, the airbrushed? I mean... I don't I don't know I think it's just I think if like Britney Spears tried to do a punk rock video I would say this she is inappropriate she should do that call her let's get her on the line right now she's looking um, really good I think for like there's like a I mean like a little bit like I don't I still think that even people's like Instagram accounts and everything that people do are curated mm. like the band probably I mean, I'm not going to say if someone gave us, like, you know, $10,000 to do a music video, we wouldn't take it and try to do something wonderful with it, but it would still probably be a little bit gross and grimy. I want to, yeah, but I want to see that. Like, I want every band that I like to get $10,000 and do a really good music video. Yeah. 
<laughs> and like someone that they love and like I mean and that was like a thing back in like you know in our days of sitting in front of the TV watching music videos yeah. is like all those bands had managers they had labels they had things funding these and I can I can like I feel like I can safely say like not every video that we saw had anything to do with the band they showed up and they were like this is you know this is all part of the presentation this is all part of the brand so true. And they showed up and did it. They're not like, oh, this is, you know, how I want my video to be. I want to be a stewardess on an airplane. Are you thinking of Toxic? No, I am. <laughs> that's that's Reed's favorite Britney Spears song um, of many. Um, one more thing before we get into our videos. Do you remember yeah. Beavis and Butthead? And obviously you remember Beavis and Butthead. But um, I always felt like when I was a kid that the epitome of greatness would be to have Beavis and Butthead commenting on my video. <laughs> uh, I think that you should not talk about this anymore. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> and maybe we need to talk about the new Beavis and Butthead. Oh my God, wait, what if we Beavis and Butthead each other's videos? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, but stop, let's stop talking. I know, we have. that's a secret now. Um... So your video for the Messiah Complex, which is a new song off of your new album, yes, yes, um, which I I vaguely remembered it when I was watching the video. I was like, oh yeah, like this is the one of the songs that was really like stood out to me when I heard some of the early mixes of what you're doing, and mm -hmm. it's a very like dis it's a very like disjointed beat. It's kind of like a very like I don't know uh, already weird kind of it kind of like throws you off when you when you hear it sure. and i love the idea of the moon men in the video like kind of like walking women. huh i said or women i'm sorry moon women womb moon womb ins not woman <laughs> women's yeah. but i like that you guys are like walking to the beat of it and like it's hard to describe this video obviously i'm going to link to it but it's like you three mutt <laughs> walking around in these spacesuits to this sort of, like, chanty, like, rock pop song. It's kind of poppy. And it's really, like, visually with the rocket ships going into space. Like, it's just the whole thing is just, like, obviously you guys put a lot of effort into it, and I don't think you spent a dime on it. Besides the moon suits. Am yeah. I wrong? Um, well, we, I mean, we we had a budget for it. And it was for the moon suits. Honestly, the helmets were like the most expensive thing. But um, I thought you yeah. made them out of paper mache or something. They look amazing, but I thought they, you just like made them. The helmets, no. The helmets, I actually ended up buying because I was p making moon suits and putting together a video and coordinating a bunch of people. And I was like, I'm going to not spend a week paper macheing helmets, so I'll just so, buy those. But Go ahead. I butchered, my, like, I kind of butchered the, like, I just kind of regurgitated how I feel about the song, but maybe you, the artist, can explain what you were going for when you created the video and how it, how it matches up with the song so well and, like, why you chose the visuals that you chose. Um, well, I'd like to sit here and tell you that I had, the outcome is exactly what I planned, but it's 100% not. Um, and, and that kind of happens every time that we make videos. I feel like it's like almost like writing a song, right? So you sit, you're like, you, you know, you get the 
the seed in your head and you're like, this is how the song's going to be. And then you're really excited about it or like a riff or something or a lyric and then you dream about it and then like you get together with your band and it starts like going in another direction and then it goes in another direction. And then sometimes you're like, I hate this song. And then yeah, like yeah. all the time you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like I created it with these three people or two people or whoever's in your band. Um, and that's how like music videos are for us all the time. It's like, especially for me, cause I'm, I'm definitely the one that's like, I mean, we all, like, we all put ideas into it, but I am the organizer and the, like, here's how we're going to do it. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the visuals for it. Um, so when I start, like, planning and thinking about videos, they usually are, like, completely different from how they end up. And I also edit them. So, like, I'm the whole process, right? Um, and as much as I plan, like, that original idea always morphs into something else. So what was and, the original idea? I'm wondering. Because it turned out amazing. Like, thank you. When I say crappy, I don't mean like we're crappy. I just mean like we're not, we're, we're doing it on a budget. I'm so offended. <laughs> uh -uh. We're so doing it on a budget. <laughs> this video, like we, uh, so we found this hiking trail in Port Costa and someone had told us, like, oh, there's a big crater up there. Like, no one knows where this crater came from. There's, like, did you go up to the top? There's a crater. And so we were, like, had no idea. You know, we hiked the whole trail. We hadn't seen this crater. So then we went back, and we were, like, in search for this crater. So we finally, like, find this crater. But, okay, so on the way to the crater, we start, like, dreaming about just, like, coming out here in spacesuits because it would be funny because there's, like, a crater. And, like, oh, it's visual. Oh, now I see where that came from. Okay. So we're, like... Then we start talking about like, oh, that would be a cool music video. Like we're in spacesuits, we're like playing, the band's like playing in a crater. We do some like old school graphics of like a meteor hitting, like just stupid bullshitting, you know? Yeah. Um, and the rocket ship, which I love that footage. So that's like, that's kind of why I'm saying that, that like videos take a sidebar because that had nothing to do <laughs> with, <laughs> with the video at first. And that was like a, oh, I'll get to that part. Yeah. Um, so we finally get up to the, we finally find this crater and it is like extremely underwhelming. But the whole point is like we dreamt up this like crazy music video uh, on the way to this underwhelming hole at the top of a uh, hiking trail. Um, and then we were like super stoked. So we kind of, it kind of like went from there. So then, you know, it's called Messiah Complex. So we were like, oh, we should have like, okay, so the space, like the, the space invaders or whatever these characters are, are like looking for their messiah who's an alien and the messiah's like out like just like like this alien that's just like reading a book and wants to be on earth and is like a human we're just a wild tale of nonsense um and then so that took a turn also i mean these are just like we, you know it just like goes and we're like yeah and then you know you start filming stuff and and these like dreams that you have don't are these visions that you have like don't you know they don't always work out and that's what exactly what happened with this is we made this like <laughs> this really adorable paper mache alien oh um, there's an alien there's an alien that didn't make the cut um there's also a character that mua played uh which i was really went down this like wormhole of like uh cult leaders after i wrote this song so I like started uh, watching Waco. Oh um, yeah. I kind of like went down into like this like domestic 
white man terrorism. Yeah, which is yeah. what it is. Call it what it is. Yeah. And um and so I got this like grand idea that I'm also gonna play this like cult leader that like ha- like this uh, androgynous cult leader that plays guitar and is like controlling these space men or whatever. So that also there's a lot of parts of this video that didn't make the cut. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Didn't. I didn't read that There's part. But there is a part where you guys are just playing and you look cool, and you definitely Thanks. look cool. Like you guys look very, very cool when you're playing. You did. You weren't goofy. You just looked really cool. Cool. In a good way. Thanks. Yeah. We were we were trying to put some cool into it, so it worked. Like we felt really Devo esque in this video. That's what I meant to. That's exactly what I'm trying to say here. There's a Devo weirdness happening that is really hard to not watch. Yeah, we. I mean, we kind of like joke about how we went from like kind of like grunge, garage band to just straight into art rock. Like, oh yeah. There's no like. There's not going to be like any middle album that just like kind of like oh this is where they're going. It still works, though. It's still grungy, but you definitely threw off the flannel and put on the Devo hat, and that happened. (laughs) A little bit. And there's still, I mean, there's still going to be some gross, grungy elements to the album. But anyways. Well, your voice. uh, Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll take it. I know you love it. That's like your compliment. Your Um, dirty voice. The video... We we did all those scenes, and I learned how to green screen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to know about green screen. But first, can we just talk about the costumes? Like, how did you make those? Like, you bought the helmets, but didn't you make the outfits? And um, yeah, we well, I made the outfits out of uh, paint suits. Really? Okay. And then you just and painted the, the buttons and on. And then the duck, the the uh, patches, I just like ordered NASA patches, which is sweet because now we have a bunch of. Uh, astronaut patches. <laughs> Can't have enough of those. No. No. Um, yeah, so that's... Okay, that's that. and then, so you got the you got the costumes together, you got the helmets, um, you had to learn how to green screen. Was that something that you just researched and Googled and just figured it out? Yeah. Because I'm very impressed and I want to learn. So can you tell it's our like, listeners how you did that? Well, I didn't, though. <laughs> I mean, what? I learned how to do it, but it didn't work. That's why, okay, so all of the space, like, the space shuttle video part, like, that's what I'm saying about videos veering off into a, to a different direction is because we green screened all of this, but green screen is, like, you, it's very uh, specific to the lighting. So, like, you have a green screen, right? And I'm not sure how the science works out, and I'm probably going to say it all incorrectly, but basically you don't want to have any shadows because how green screen works is it picks up the green, like the actual pigment of the green. So if you have shadows on it, it like fucks everything up. And so the picture doesn't go through. So we, I mean, we just didn't like have the actual art of green screening so down. So you need to and have a really controlled eight. environment with like one light source. Yeah. that's extremely like consistent. And no like wrinkles in it. I mean, this is all stuff that we figured out post fact, but it was, you know, it's a, it's a not an easy undertaking. Like, setting up a scene and like getting everyone together. So it's kind of like we don't have a lot of money or time. So it's like you try something if it doesn't work. Can I just say like for you to find that out and know that for next time is huge. And I have many examples of doing that myself where maybe I filmed it on the wrong setting or something happened and then I learned. So it's worth it. Crash and burn. Yeah. You'll do it next. (laughs) 
do something else. Crash and burn, <laughs> razz again. Um, but you will be able to do it again next time and yeah. like do it right. And That's maybe cool. I'll learn something from that and I'll do it right next time. Well, I have a giant green screen now, so. Did you purchase it on the internet? I purchased it on the internet. Yeah, they're really cheap. Where did you get it? Just on Amazon. No plugs. We're going to link to that. We're yeah. We're link to that. That's great. I want to do that. How much was it? Like yeah. five bucks? Well, it's like 20 bucks or something. Oh they're pretty God. cheap. It's just, I mean, it's a big piece of fabric, you know? Yeah. I thought they were going to be really expensive, but yeah. I mean, you can get expensive ones, but like I just got a piece of fabric and we okay. literally like put it up with push pins okay. and, and it didn't work. Tell me. But, so you, you know, what's funny about this video is you could have filmed the whole thing yourself and had someone else play you easily, but you didn't. Well, parts of it. Who filmed you guys when you were, all three of you are walking around in the woods? Or it's three or four. Do you have Austin three. in there too? No, it's just three of us. Just, it's the three of you, yeah. So actually, I am filming that part. And. How? <laughs> and my friend is playing me. Um, <laughs> you are smart. You're a genius. Julie is one of the astronauts. And then our, our friend Haley, who is about as tall as Chris is, is playing Chris because Chris got called into a musical, so couldn't make it, but we have, like, we always set up goals and deadlines for ourselves, and it was, like, all this stuff was planned out, so, like, the show must go on, and luckily, Haley could step in and be an astronaut um, for Chris, so okay. I am in... I literally have to stop you there because that's so important. Oh, my God, like, I, the our EP, Gidget's Revenge EP, where we're in front of the pool... And yeah. um, my crushers are wearing Mexican wrestling masks, luchadora masks. Mm -hmm. One of those people is just my friend Curtis. Yeah. Not even in the band because we had to film a sh we had to film the cover shoot. We had a photographer that had offered to do it for free, set up all this lighting at the local Elks Lodge, and mm -hmm. we were just like, who can do it? And I think yeah. a lot of people get to that point where they like have a stumbling block with a bandmate, or not even that the bandmate is doing anything wrong. They have a life. And then you just sure. go, oh, well, our drummer can't do it. But it's like, you you really made it work by getting your friend. Yeah. Well, two of your friends. Or two just Haley. Yeah. Haley and the other person. Haley and Danica, yeah. Yeah. And, like, isn't that amazing that you were just like, well, screw it. Like, you didn't freak out about it, you know? I think some people oh, might freak out. Definitely a freak out moment. But, like, but. If I hadn't gotten my friend to just be on the cover of our EP, like, and that was our first release, I don't know. I might have just, like let it slide for another week and then maybe I would have felt not confident because the drummer that we used for that first EP isn't even was never our drummer again it was just for that yeah. recording so it's like I could have been like oh well I don't have a drummer everything's shitty but um like part of what I want this podcast to be is like uh to amplify those moments where we make mistakes and be like no like there's a there's a way out of it without just being defeated about it and like you can still yeah. DIY it and you can just do, like, what you did is so amazing. And I bet everybody who watches the video, like, they would never know that. Right. Like, amazing. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know anything that I've ever done in art. Like, even at shows and stuff, shit goes wrong. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Just go home? Like, I think oh, some you. people do, though. Or they just don't try because they're scared of when that happens. They don't know what to sure. do. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. I like have to like applaud that. That's so cool. So you did that. Yeah. You shot everything. Can you tell me, did you freak out with your fucking iPhone settings after you 
did the video because it is so hard to put things on Facebook, YouTube, blah, 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 blah and have be the right um, resolution for me anyways. Did you have that? Uh, we actually, we had a, a bigger problem with sound. Um, oh, yeah. I just use, what do you edit through? Um, <laughs> well, usually my phone. So usually oh. my iMovie on my phone or iMovie on my Mac. But this past, this last video I did, we had a, an actual film dude do the video, okay. which is why it's nicer than anything else you've ever done. Sure. But usually my yeah. phone. What do you use? I use iMovie. You do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't had, like, the, I mean, maybe I need to pay more attention to the resolutions on things, well, but. You don't feel like when you put something on Instagram versus Facebook versus YouTube, like, sometimes there's a weird blurry issue? Yeah. Not that I've noticed. Wow. I have to look back at your video and see how clear it is, though, because it might not I mean, be very clear. Yeah. Maybe I just have low standards for <laughs> watching. And also, I've, like, you know, when you've watched it a thousand times, you kind of, like, once it's yeah. out there, it's, like, be gone with you. Like, totally. I usually have other people, you know, watch and give did feedback. Did you use things. iMovie on your phone or your computer? My computer. I can't. I, like, I have a... a Android. Right, right, okay. I have an iPhone, too, for, like, other stuff, but um, I don't know how to use iPhones. So, so how, I, how did the Android shoot? Did it work really well, or, like, do you have any tips for how you did it, like, how you shot? Did you ever use any sort of, like, um, you know, a stabilizer? What am I trying to say? Uh, tripod. I used, to, I used a tripod, and I got this really cool, um, well, no one's going to see this video, so it's pointless to show you what it is, but... Uh, they use it in skate videos a lot, and it's, like, this little, like, plastic. It's just, like, a plastic thing with, like, I don't even know how. To, it has a handle, and then there's, like, a plastic thing underneath it. And it's, uh, they use it in skate videos because you can, like, put it down. Like, you can hold it down with your arm straight oh, forward nice. and, like, follow their feet. But it also is, like, they're super cheap. All stabilizers are really expensive for some reason. Um, this one's super cheap, and you can hold it, like, you can actually just, like, hold it like a handheld like an old school handheld camera. And I just oh, used that. It was like, that's I mean, amazing. Was, that was Amazon too. Uh, I got that at the, there's like a camera store down the street for me, but they, they're, I mean, they're all over the internet. Oh yeah. I haven't even thought of that. That's a great tip. Do you have any other tips for how you captured it on your phone? Uh, I mean, I think for anything that you're trying to do is like do what you're most comfortable with, unless you have time to study it and figure it out. And like, you know, I take videos of, like, stupid shit all the time on, like, my regular settings, so I try, like, I was gonna try to do some fancy stuff on there, but I was like, you know, there's not, I didn't have time to really look into it. Too That's much a or good figure tip, too. It, so. A lot of our videos, we kind of just stuck with what we knew, and we just went with it, and, you know, filmed at the park across the street, like, literally, our 17 Strum video is filmed at a park, like, yeah. um, uh, that, that brings me to location, too. I mean, you talked a little bit about the location you found. Mm -hmm. um, used a public space. For me, um, it was a little bit different. I mean, we shot for this latest video at our house, which was awesome because we could control that. Yeah. Um, we shot at um, the alleyway between Reed's comic book shop and a salon in the mm -hmm. alley, um, which was after hours, and it wasn't we were worried about noise because we were kind yeah. of blasting music. We weren't playing live, obviously, but we were, like, blasting music. Right. Um, and just, like, making a racket, and Gabe's drums were probably pretty loud. So that was a little sketchy, but we were able to do that because we kind of had some control over that. Um, 
And then the, uh, the wild card was the Madonna Inn and Boo Boo Records, our local uh, weird, crazy 60s hotel, and our awesome uh, record store that's been around since the 60s as well. And that was a little bit different, and my advice for that would be do not ask favors of people that you don't already feel comfortable with and that you, like, if you just go to a venue and you just ask out of the blue, it may work out. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but I chose two venues that I felt like I had, I knew the manager at one place, I knew the owner at the other, because a lot of times, a lot of people ask to do stuff like this, and there's a reason why there's a fee to, like, film at cool locations. Right. There's a reason for that. And it's kind yeah. of rude to be like, hey, can I film my little video for free in your place? Like, that is kind of a rude ask. But if yeah. you, I, what I would suggest people do is to mine the connections they may have and don't know. Because I was thinking, like, I don't know anybody. I don't, like, I really thought, like, I don't know where I'm going to do this. Because the whole concept for our video was we're all different in these different scenarios of being hoity-toity or being hot shots. And so, obviously, I wanted to be at Madonna Inn because it's, like, the pinkest place on earth. Right. And, of course, Gabe works at Boo Boo's, so that worked. But it still felt, you know, it felt like an ask because Boo Boo Records had to be open later than usual. And, like, they had to trust us to, like, bring people in, and the, you know, at night. And the owner had something to do with his mother-in-law and stayed anyways just to, like, make sure shit went okay. And, like... You know, he, we were, he was allowing people into his space. And as for the Madonna Inn, you know, I just, I can see why it's hard for certain venues to want to say yes. So I would just say, think about who you know, who do you have relationships with? Just ask people that you feel comfortable with, that they know you. And don't get so disappointed when, or don't get so discouraged with the fact that you can't get that perfect X, Y, and Z Right. Venue. Because right. we all want to do, like, m cooler shit. Like, I wanted to yeah. do in front of the pool in Madonna Inn. And they were like, uh-uh, that's never happening. And I get that. And it's like, yeah. I made it work. I switched things around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, tr see who you know, who has a cool location. Maybe there's, like, a cool comic book shop or a cool bookstore or record store or even, like, a weird knickknack shop, you know? Like, find people that maybe need the publicity. Um... But it sounds like for you, it was really ideal because you were just able to use a public space. Easy. Nobody was, yeah. like, bothering you, I'm sure. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And then where did you film your other part where you guys are just playing and it's, like, kind of a dark area? That we filmed in our music studio. Perfect. So yeah. that's another tip. It's, like, what do you have available to you? Like, do you have a music Absolutely. studio? Do you have a practice space? Like, do you have a cool backyard or a cool room of your house? Did you guys use any, like, uh, professional lighting or anything like that? No, we, like, literally used shop lights and put some plastic over them to make them softer. So we just did our album cover uh, for Cool, cool Lame, and we got, like, a hundred, like, rolls of this. Actually, it was, like, three. I don't know why I'm exaggerating so much. Who gives a shit? It was, like, three or four rolls of, like, dollar store tinfoil. And, um, and uh, your uh, Instagram on that looked oh, cool. You did see it. Cool. And it's very similar to your setup. Um, we got, we covered these um, um, cardboard shapes in the tinfoil to make it look like, like kind of like cubic and weird. Right. And then we got those kind of shop lights and we got the gel. Yeah. We got the gels actually on Amazon. They come with like 50 colors. They were so cheap. Well, yeah. Yes. Recommend that. And added plus. After we were done with the lights, we totally returned them back to Home Depot, got our money back. Bam. 
I yeah. hope no one from Home Depot is listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that was, it was like super cheap. I think it was like five bucks for the, for the gels, zero dollars for the lights because we returned them because they were like not great, but they weren't shitty. They were, they were like in the middle. Yeah. And then tinfoil was like dollar store crap. So like going to the dollar store, I mean, I hate supporting dollar store because they're hurting our environment and all that extra crap is not necessary, but you can right. find really cheap materials, you know, yeah. like your duct tape for your, 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 yeah. your suit. I mean, everyone has duct tape. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think part of like, you know, part of what we do too is it's super fun to like, uh, you know, come up with these like extravagant ideas, yeah. but, uh, and, and, and you should start extravagant. Like you should be, you should dream big. Um, but then when it comes down to it and it's kind of, like I said, like going back to writing a song or any art you do, you say, okay, well, you know, there's three of us and we do want to light a car on fire, but like, <laughs> where are we going to get said car? And it's like, okay, so let's change that car into maybe like, you know, I don't know, we will, we light a bag on fire or something, you know, like you, yeah. you start big and then you kind of narrow it down to like, what is your budget? What are your tools? And honestly, in my opinion, like beyond all that is, uh, uh, coordinating people. Mm. And like, that's the, like, luckily we have these two friends that came through for our last video, but there's been times where, you know, we have like an ensemble cast and it's like, well, we can't get a hold of so-and-so because they were partying last night and like slept in and like good on them, but it's not their art project. You know what I mean? So it's like, that part relying on other people to show up and like be something. And it's like, we can give you beer and like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but like being able to just like change directions. Thank you so um, much for mentioning that. Yeah. That's, it's so hard. And, and every video that I, well, yeah. not every video, but there's been like multiple videos I've done where it's like, we were relying on someone to even just come in and like, hold the camera or like be an extra camera person or whatever. And it's like, you know, they have lives too. And we're yeah. not, they're not union actors. So we can no, like, I know that's you know, so, I love, I love, before. I was going to totally skip over that, but you're totally right. Because if you keep that, if you keep it on yourself and you can control as much as you can control, you're going to get it done. If you have yeah. like five friends and they all have different things going on, it's going to be so much harder and you might actually piss your friends off and it might kind yeah. of, you might get mad or resentful. Sure. So, um, I have a, a kind of a good example from this last video. Uh, actually, I don't think I told you how the video even happened was, um, I was leaving the parking structure in downtown slow and the guy in the parking structure booth was like, Hey, you're from that band, Haley and the Crushers. And I was like, yes, I'm famous. No, you it. <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, Oh God, like, what did you see? And yeah. he said, oh, I saw some of your little videos you've done on the internet. They're really spunky and DIY and kind of shoddy. He didn't say that, but he, you know, sure. and I was you like, was I know. And, and I was like, yeah, I know that I call them home movies or whatever. Like, that's cool. And, um, we were holding up the line at this point and he was like, well, I do video work. If you ever, you know, want to work with me, I'd love to do more different, interesting things. Cause he does a lot of ad stuff, which is boring. Okay. So that's sure. a good tip. It's like, if someone's bored in their kind of in their job, like, or in their, um, like what they're doing, like try to offer them a really fun experience. It could be beer, yeah. but it could also be like, Hey, like you're doing a bunch of ad videos, maybe come do a weird rock and roll video. It'd be fun. And you could have it for your reel. So we had something each of us wanted. He wanted to have fun and do something different. And I really wanted to take the, 
music video to an, another level. So right. that's exact. That's how it happened. Like it was just so simple like that, yeah. which is why I would recommend people just start wherever they are and just do a bunch of different videos with at whatever level you have, because who knows where that could take you. And if yeah. someone sees that video and they're a cool artistic person, maybe they'll want to take their $4,000 camera and shoot you, which I think the camera that he used was like very, very expensive. I'm not exactly sure how much, but it was expensive. And the, you know what I mean? I mean, it was our yeah. first like actual, like feeling like, wow, this equipment's really nice. Yeah. But the second part of that is, and this is like the being respectful to like the people that are involved and having control because someone else was editing it for the first time and really took control of that process post. Um, that was hard for me because it took as long as it took for him and he's doing it for free and he's allowed to take time. So if you are really jonesing to get a video out, maybe it's not a good idea to put that in somebody else's hands for that reason. Cause it could take right. a really long time. And I'm not saying it was a bad situation at all. It's just for somebody like us, who's a little bit more type a about getting the music out, getting the videos out, just like going to the next thing. If you, right. the more people you bring in, the more complicated it's going to be. Yeah, totally. But the payoff can also be like exponential. So, right. um, yeah. So how was it like, how was it working with like a, an outsider, so to speak on like your vision and kind of like relinquishing control of that in a sense? Cause you have, I mean, I would imagine you have to, it was a little bit uncomfortable, but I think what helped was, um, uh, Jesse Stanley, who did the video, who did a great job, and his girlfriend, Hallie Elizabeth, came over to my house. Okay. That was cool. And we really discussed at, like, tedium, okay, what are the shots we want? What are the goals? Um, he had this whole idea of storyboarding it, and I was like, no, no, no. We're not – I'm not adding another step to this. And I may have been a little bit bossy in that front, but I was like, I want to work on this knowing that we're going to get it done, not that we're going to like sit around storyboarding ideas for like a week to make it perfect. And so I had to be really upfront with what I could handle. And then he could, he could have just walked away and been like, well, I'm a perfectionist about my film. So don't tell me what to do. But he was like, okay, I get it. We're going to do a simple video. And his idea, his first idea for me was extremely complicated. It was like, and then it was almost like those nineties videos where like, there's an emotional relationship and, because yeah. the song's about the hot, this boy who's a hot shot. And it's like, and then you remember the boy and you, you go back and like so many kudos for him. Cause like he really thought about it and I was so touched with like his creation. It was wonderful, but I knew we needed to pare it down and make it a little bit more slapdash or else it wasn't yeah. going to get done. And right. we're not actors. I'm a horrible actor. Like I'm right. horrible. I'm super awkward, you know? <laughs> so I think to answer your question, what really helped with the relinquishing control was like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about what's going to happen. And we're going to work on that. And like, he had contracts. Yeah. He wanted me to sign contracts, um, like video, like releases for anyone involved. Legit. But at the same time, like that made it, there's no drama surrounding it. Cause it was like, we, we've, we've literally talked through every scenario at this point. Like what else is there to do? Like yeah. just be upfront. Don't be weird about it. Don't be like, Oh, whatever you want's fine. Okay. Whatever. Like, yeah. No, that would have been a horrible idea. Did you like, like do like you did like a shot where you like running back to the camera and being like, Oh, maybe like, just like take it from this angle or like, nope. I'm not sure how I feel about this. So you just like, you're nope. just like, yep. 
I think Wrap, done. Yeah, like once um no, I didn't I was not privy to any of the editing and he did an amazing job with the editing and the color correction. But I decided early on that it was it, as much as it's my baby and my band's baby, I realized for this to work and for it to be a good relationship with two artists that are, I'm not paying him. He's not getting right. anything necessarily from what I'm doing except for just being able to share the video. I decided this is our creation together. His realm is what he decides to shoot. Yeah. I can give ideas and stuff, but I, I really let go of that. And I had to let go of the idea of, like, making it perfect and looking right. perfect and being perfect. And the night that we shot it, it was, like, 90 degrees, and I'm sweating my balls off. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, pouring sweat. And I'm playing guitar, like, perfectly to the song. So, you know, I want to yeah. be perfect. And I had this like click in my head where I was like, this is like a fun, this is a fun experience and it's his vision and my vision and that's all it is. And yeah. like, whatever happens is what has to happen. Like, I can't make it perfect, you know? That's, and that's an yeah, important that's thing good. too. And I think you were talking about that. Like, that's exactly what you said in the first like couple minutes was you have a, an idea in your head of what you really want and then you have to let go of that. Yeah. And whatever happens is awesome. Like your video turned out amazing and super cool. I feel like it's compelling. Thank um, you. So and you yeah, get to that. see Space Shuttle's launch. So, like, huh? everybody wins. I said, and you get to see Space Shuttle launch, so everybody wins. Yeah. How did you feel about sharing it, and did, did it get a lot of views right away? So I feel like your, your views were great. And did you share it on different platforms natively, like shared to YouTube separately, shared to Facebook separately, shared to Instagram separately? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we... Shared it to everything. Um, I honestly, I haven't checked on our views wow. in a while. That's Julie's realm. Oh, um, that's cool. It's good that she does that because I don't want to know either. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, it's like I said, like, I watched that video and I pulled my hair out about that video for, for you know, oh, two weeks while I was editing it. It was, like, all I was looking at and, like, being like, why isn't this fucking working? Like, what? Where is it? You know, and like when you're doing it, you're kind of like you're figuring it out what it's gonna be as it happens too. Um, so a lot of times, and it's like with songs and records too. Like once it's like you birth them to the world, I'm kind of like they're like I'll check in on them every once in a while and like say hello, like hey, how you doing? <laughs> like they're everybody else's now. Like be gone. Yeah. So what's Get happening the with the new album and what's happening with Anagram? Uh, the new album we're, we're working on, uh, slowly, but surely, uh, and Anagram is also, we, I mean, we're up and running trying That's to get awesome. people in the door. So Anagram Studios is the cutest little A-frame studio in Richmond and it's adorable. And Thanks. on the map, it looks like an anarchy sign. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm sure, uh, I don't know what an anarchy sign is apparently because I was, it looked like a, a no sign, I think, when I sent it to you. I think you, I think it looked like an anarchy sign. Thank you. I think Reed was like, no, it's a no sign. On the map, yeah. No, but it's super cool. Um, are you guys all booked up or like, are you looking for people or what's your sit? We had a, we had our first client uh, like two weeks ago or something. Client. Um, and it was awesome. Aww. We were very excited. So, now we're just kind of trying to get the word out there and, and get more people in the door. I mean, obviously we're in there like, we would love to record other people, but we are in there working mm. um, every day too. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I'm, 
I'm also kind of impressed that you chose a song from the new album. <laughs> That's smart. That's a smart thing to do. Like you should pick a song for whatever you're doing next, not something you did before. Like we chose a song that had already been released, which was fine. Okay. But that's yeah. so helpful because then when you're shopping it around and like, or you just want to share it with people, it's like a great segue to be like, oh, and if you like this song, like here's a whole album of this, you know, new yeah. music. So did you guys think about that when you did it or did you just think, of course, we're going to do a song from the new album? You didn't even think about. Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of, the old, the old album to us is, is like, you know, it's like wrapped up and like done. I don't think any of us have any desire to, do any more videos for that album um we did two from it oh you did two okay that's a lot like you know it's like we love those songs they are like we love that album but we're also like we did it two years ago so we're in a different mindset and like yeah. you know you just feel weird to be like hey let's spend all of this energy on something that like we're not even oh it felt weird it felt weird for me oh. <laughs> yeah. it did because it was two years ago yeah, yeah, and you, like you want to push forward, and I don't know. We just we kind of wrote Messiah Complex like came out of like nowhere, um, yeah. and we were really excited about it too. So that helps when you're. You excited? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the first song that we recorded in Anagram. So like I don't know. There's just like a lot of stuff around it that was like we we had a, a big show um, that we had like lined up in March, and so we were like, here's our deadline. Here's this sweet new song we did. Like let's kill ourselves and make a video between now and then. And, you know, and that's how we work. We really do, like, we like setting goals for ourselves. And Was um, there a reaction the, at the show? Did people be, were the people like, oh, I saw your video? Or did you get any of that? Some people, yeah, some people were. I mean, cool. it was a big show. We opened for Thunder Pussy from Seattle, so. Right, I saw that. You know, we, we released it, like, right before that show, obviously, purposefully to help promote the show and have people show up for us so like a lot of people that weren't there to see us you know saw the video and were like excited about it and asking us about it but awesome like, we're like it was so weird and we were like we are <laughs> it is really weird but I love that you own that hey. is it a disco beat in the beginning that I'm thinking of is it kind of a disco beat oh yeah 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 because I don't think of like that kind of beat when I think of your music so I think the new album is going to be so fresh and just seem a little bit you know like a little different and that's good yeah I mean we're excited about it we a lot of there's like a, a lot of the songs are um I mean they're still like grungy and rocky but like we are definitely I think as we get tighter as a band and we play together for a while now you know not everything has to be like a super heavy loud riff and we're just like I mean we're, we're like growing up and growing up as a band so you go in different directions. You don't want to, like, sound the same all no. the time. No. So maybe people won't like it as much, but maybe more people will like it differently. I don't know. That's I'm still going to scream at shows <laughs> uh, if that makes <laughs> makes a difference. <laughs> all the sound guys and women love that so much. They're, they're, like, they're like, oh, I have all the levels set. Everything's perfect. And then you just come out swinging. Do you ever I mean, tell the sound guy? What I do, sound guy or gal, I'll be like, this is like singing. And I'll be like, and this is like not singing. Oh, yeah. I, I, tell, I mean, I do it with my guitar, too, because it's like, you know, when you're sound checking, my guitar goes from zero to 60 with the press of a button. So uh, I 
go through all of that, and my sound check is literally like, check, 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 check. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the loud one. Get ready. And they're like, okay. And I just, like, scream, like, primal scream into the microphone because that's usually at the point, like, if I'm lucky throughout a performance where it is, like, a primal scream, you know, like. So, hot tip on this. I don't know if this has happened to you, but when we were in Portland last, we were playing at the Twilight Cafe, and Mm -hmm. no disrespect to the sound guy there. I mean, he was a little snotty. We'll put that out there. But, um... During the sound check, um, he was he told Reed to you know do the vocals, and Reed just went Chuck! with like no warning, like Chuck! with his like mean face and his like yeah. he kind of already has that look about him. And the sound guy was like, "Why are you screaming?" And he was very perturbed. <laughs> so I wonder if that's happened to you. Like, do you ever warn people? Like, I always be like, "Oh, and this is like I sing also kind of a more aggressive, and I'll do this and like." Yeah. They're like, oh, whatever, I don't care. But maybe it was because it was a dude, and maybe it was because just Reed is just, like, a punk. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I think, like, when you walk into the door of a club or a venue, like, the sound person, uh, you, I mean, you should instantly introduce yourself and try to – and a lot of them are dicks, and, like, that's fine. That's their thing. Yeah. But still, like, they can also make or break a show, and I've had a lot of them break a show because they just were, like – not they just weren't having it with us so like I think you know they're working too and like I try to be as respectful to them as possible and totally and warn them when I'm exactly like there should be a disclaimer there should be a disclaimer so are you guys uh, do you have any shows coming up or are you going to be on tour anytime soon we um we don't have any shows coming up we have a there's a, a band called Casper Skulls that are coming from uh, Canada and we're really really hoping to get on the bill with them um but we haven't yet so we're kind of holding out for that um but we uh are just kind of focusing on the album and the and the getting the studio up and running um we want to go on tour but we want to wait till the album's done and like yeah. make it worthwhile and really want to get out to the east coast um, oh my god me too our dream is to go to Japan so oh that's our dream too we dream the same I know. That's literally when people are like, do you want to have kids? I always reply with, I want to go to Japan. And I don't know why, but they both, <laughs> I don't know why. I, oh, no, I say I want to tour Japan. And they're like, what? I didn't, I don't even know why that's an answer. Like, that doesn't fucking make sense. They're like, what, what did I ask? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to tour Japan, Konnichiwa. And apparently if you play Japan, you probably know all this, but I don't know. Um, you get instruments, like, amazing instruments just ready for you. They treat you like royalty no matter who you are. Um, right. Very respectful. All the sound, everything set up completely for you, like your ZZ Top or something. Like, you just walk onto the stage as a guitar tech, even punk oh. bands. And they love yeah. punk bands. So he was giving me a couple tips on that. Um, but I have to say, some going to a respectful show where everyone's respectful just sounds kind of boring. <laughs> you know? I mean, it sounds nice to me. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to have a competition for who gets to go to Japan first. Okay. Cool. Here. (laughs) I'm Um, sure there's, like, disrespectful people that go to shows in Japan, too. Well, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think anybody's... I don't think anyone's pouring a beer on anyone. I don't think anyone's acting like a fool. I don't think anybody's, like puking in the corner, which is fine, but I just want, like, a little bit of chaos, like, a tiny bit, so I'll put it in my writer and see if they'll make it happen. Just get, like, one delinquent in there? So I can be like, that guy's having a good time. 
Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they love to puke and pour beers on each other over there. I can guarantee it. Punks are punks. Yeah. Also, they probably like you like charge you to like watch it or something, and it's like kinky. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, thank you, May Black, for joining us on the Sparkle and Destroy podcast. again. All right. Sayonara, sucker. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with Sparkle and Destroy podcast, just email sparkleanddestroypod at gmail.com. All the info for the music you heard today is on the show notes. I will see you next time, sparklers and destroyers.